Three things I want to share with you about resting in the goodness of Jesus. First of all, is simple. Stay connected to Jesus every day, literally every day. How can we keep our heart connected to him? It sounds good and we want to, but it actually takes some effort on our part to choose to talk to him, to choose to read the scripture, to listen to great worship. I know where to go. On Spotify, I can pull things up on my phone real quick, and there's worship sets that I love to listen to, and I can keep going back there. There's encouragements in the scripture that build me up and help me. I want to stay connected to Jesus every day. This phone that I carry with me all the time, if I ever leave it somewhere, I panic. It wasn't too long ago. I was at a restaurant with some friends, and I got home without my phone and didn't realize it till I got home. I was like, oh no. Thinking back, like, what did I do? I left it on the table like it was sitting under a napkin or something. I didn't see it. And I drove back there right away and it was closed. But I saw somebody inside, I'm knocking on the window and they were gracious enough to come to the door. And they had the phone actually back in the back office. They were gonna protect it for me. But I got it back that night, and man, I felt so relieved. But what a weird feeling to be that panicked by not having this little piece of metal, or whatever it is, I don't even know, this computer. And I plug it in every day. At the end of the day, before I go to sleep at night, I plug it in. I put it in a place where I'm not gonna hear it, turn the ringer off, but I always plug it in. And every once in a while, I have forgot to plug it in. And I get up in the morning thinking, oh no, I gotta find a plug-in quickly. It's just so strange. This device becomes useless to me if it's not plugged in to power. This is the picture of what our lives are like if we're not plugged into Jesus. If we get disconnected from him, it won't be long and we become useless and we lose our source of strength and energy. We need to stay connected to Jesus as the one who is our goodness. He tells us this in John 15, 5. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That speaks to me about how important it is to stay in tune with Jesus. When I say that, I believe that resonates with every one of us here. We say, yeah, that's great. That's what I want too. But it's possible that we forget to plug in. We might go for a day or two or three and all of a sudden realize, why am I so lethargic? Why am I so anxious? Why are things troubling me so much? I need to get plugged back in to Jesus. I go through this exercise all the time. This week I felt anxious on some days. Yesterday I spent a fair amount of time talking with Kathy at home about what I was gonna talk about today, about the challenges that we face, feeling anxious inside. And when we stop and begin to just agree in prayer together, we take that moment, suddenly peace comes. That anxious feeling flees when we talk about Jesus as the source of our goodness and where we're going. That that's all that matters is we need to stay plugged in to him. These other things, we're gonna get through it. It's gonna be all right. The things that I'm worried about, how are we ever gonna get back to where we were before this whole COVID experience? 
my mind is whirling all of the time. And then I stop and think I'm sitting here with you today. Look at us. We're here. We're, we're pressing in. We're making progress. We're going to see the goodness of the Lord come. And it's happening. It's going to happen. I'm not going to worry about what isn't happening. I'm going to press into what is happening and find my peace and my rest in Jesus. So let's find the way to stay plugged into him. Don't let too much time go by and you start feeling anxious and your mind is confused and you're feeling concerned about many things in this life. Let's get back to Jesus and call somebody to pray with you. We need each other. We need small group connections. I have that every week in my life, a small group that keeps me on course and connected to the source of my life in Jesus. That's what we're here for today as well, to be reminded of where we get our power from. Second is to replace complaining with gratefulness. I am prone to this. I'm assuming that we have lots of commonalities in how life affects us. Some people are eternal optimists. There aren't many that that's their go-to thing every day. I think most of us are more common in that we have good optimist, optimistic days and some not so much. We can easily fall into complaining. I can get there really swiftly, and I have to stop and pause myself and get back to being grateful for the good things of God. Philippians 2.14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. It's like a complaining spirit. Do all things without complaining, but rather let's be grateful. So many scriptures talk about the power of thanksgiving. Even when we pray, we present our request to God. We should do so with thanksgiving, and he will answer. He will provide. When we have the right spirit even in coming to God with a thankful heart, it's very powerful. Science has studied gratitude. Bob Emmons has been a friend of our church family for a number of years. He's a professor at UC Davis, just retired. He taught in the sociology department. His topic was gratitude. It was his whole thing, taught the students there for years and years and studied scientifically the nature of gratitude. And they've discovered that complaining has a health impact. An attitude of grumbling and complaining, it diminishes the health mechanisms in our system that can actually lead to health problems. The people who recover from illness, recover from surgeries, the more optimistic, the more gratitude that there is, the quicker the recovery. Things get released in our system. Things in our brain like serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. These are all chemicals in our brain that get released that boost our, our immune system, that boost our well-being. There's a health impact to gratitude. If that's true of our physical health, think of how Beautiful that might be of our relational health in our spirit and how we look at the world and how we look at God. I want to rest in the goodness of Jesus by having gratitude flow through me in every way that I can. Psalm 27, 13, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We need to set our mind on this. I'm here today to declare to you I am looking for the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Here we are, we're living, we're together. I'm looking for the goodness of the Lord. Let's do that together, because he is 
So good. When we worship, we're rehearsing the goodness of the Lord, how awesome he is. It refreshes us, restores us. We get plugged back into the power source, and life comes into our being. I'm going to look for the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I mentioned this passage beginning at verse 6. This, I believe, is speaking directly to you and me. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. I think that's talking to you. Let's be mature. You're mature. So to the mature, we're imparting wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. We're not here to talk about the society. We're not here to talk about all of our leaders in the legislature. We're not trying to get their wisdom today. We're talking about something far greater, far deeper, far more powerful, far more pure, the wisdom of God. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Sometimes these words just strike me differently when I read them in the moment I'm in. He has some secret things that he wants to show us that he has prepared before time began. Why? For our glory. The goodness of God, that says to me, man, he's for me. He wants to touch me. He wants to give me life. He wants to help me, and he's already prepared things for which that to happen. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. People don't know who he is still. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. People can't even dream up the goodness of God and what he's prepared. He's prepared so much for those who love him. That's you, that's me. There's some hidden things that he's got ready for us. He wants to reveal to us. That's where I want to go today. There's things I don't even know are coming. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. It's things I can't see yet, but I'm starting to see them in the spirit. I'm starting to believe those secret things. He's already prepared for me for our glory. He wants us to dwell in goodness. So I'm going to go there. I'm not going to listen to what everybody else is saying about all the doomsday voices of the world. No, God has a plan for you and a plan for me and a plan for our glory. And I'm looking into that the secret things that he wants to declare. And that comes, I think, through a spirit of gratitude. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. He's revealing things to us by his Spirit. I love that about him. Psalm 84, verse 11, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. We're here to trust in him, and he wants to pour out beautiful things in our lives. Let's not be afraid of his presence. So one of the things that comes in this verse, I think, that causes us pause. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And then we stop and go, uh-oh. I haven't always walked so uprightly. Maybe, he's, maybe I'm not a candidate for that. 
At the next verse, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. It's not about our past, it's about where we are right now. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. Our past is covered. If you're walking through some challenges today, come to Jesus. If you're dealing with addiction to drugs, he loves to pour out his goodness in your life. Come to Jesus anyway. He's going to bring hope and life through the challenge that one is facing. If you had a bad night last night on the town, come to Jesus anyway. You do the right thing. He is going to give you power as you trust in him. That past is past. We're pressing into what he wants to do for us today. I love that about him. Church is a hospital for the broken, for the lost, for the empty, for the confused, for the desperate, for the rejected. I'm like, man, I'm in the right place. This is where he wants to restore me, heal me, set my mind right. There's not a single person in the four walls of this church today that doesn't have something they regret about the past. We've all made mistakes. We will continue to, but his grace is enough. So whatever you've done or whatever you're doing or whatever you will do, go to Jesus anyway. He's the place for rest. His goodness will follow you. Surely his goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And then you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love him today. He is what we need. The song we sang right before the offering time Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. When our hearts are stirring for him, we want more of him, that's holy ground right there that he loves to dwell in. Here, not by power, not by might, but only by the cross we come alive. Here we're undone, overcome by heaven's love revealed before our eyes. I want to be overcome by the love of Jesus he reveals himself to us. Chains fall. I love these declarations are powerful in that song. Chains fall. I'm like, yes, it just feels like we should, I don't know, do something when we're singing that. Chains fall, fear bow, hear now. Jesus, you change everything. Lives healed, hope found, hear now. Jesus, you change everything. When we get connected to him, we get life. We get our power source. I want to stay connected to Jesus. And then last, we need to live in a spirit of generosity. This is how we stay connected to Jesus, because that's what he's like, and we're in the flow of his nature. Hebrews 13, verse 15, through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Sacrifices, even things we have we can give to help somebody else. Even if it's a sacrifice, that pleases God. Is that totally what his nature is like? When we live in a spirit of generosity, we'll live in his presence. We'll be like him. If we get too stingy and we get too much about ourselves, my rights, my this, my that, I get myself in a bad space. But when it's not about me, it's about how can I help you? How can I do what I do in this life for the good of others? How can I sacrifice and give so that someone else can be helped? One of the 
people I follow who's a, has a podcast and stories that on Instagram I like to follow. His name is Carlos Whitaker. If you do Instagram and you want to look him up, I encourage you to, to do it. His tag on Instagram is Loswit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T. It's last part of his first name, first part of his last name, Carlos Whitaker. He's a preacher, but a hope dealer. And he goes into businesses and gives life. He's been invited into some really interesting places, living in Nashville now. But as I was following him recently, he took a group of African-American students from Brooklyn. There's a program that's called Brooklyn to Alaska. And they take a group of 10 to 15 inner city young men on a trip to Alaska for a couple of weeks, camp out, show them how to live off the land. They run into bears. They see the wild stuff of Alaska. They fish. They do things they've never done before. Carlos just went with a group of these young men. The organization that takes those young men in was needing help to build a place where those kids could stay when they come, as they take these trips continuously with the next group that comes. Carlos has been building up following on his Instagram, and he thought, I'm just going to throw this out, see if anybody would like to help donate. In like a week, over $200,000 was donated to build this facility. It was amazing. I'm watching this happen as I like to follow him, and I got inspired, like, wow, that's amazing. Next thing that happened this week, three days ago, Carlos was on his way to a speaking engagement, and on his way there, the event got canceled. They'd had a COVID outbreak, and he learns of it, has to turn around and go back home. He ends up in an airport in Atlanta, having a transition to wait for the next plane to get to Nashville where he lives. And I'm watching this, and he goes to um, Chick-fil-A in the airport, sits down, and there's a little lounge next to it, and this African-American man is playing the piano, just playing his heart out on the piano. He's got a little tip jar that was virtually empty. And Carlos wasn't thinking anything, just trying to get home, and he got drawn to this man. And he starts talking to him. And then he posts this story on his Instagram and it just pulls you in. He finds out that this man has some kidney disease. He's on dialysis nine hours a day. And then he leaves that and goes to the airport and plays the piano for four hours a day for tips. That's how he makes his living. And he has this challenge that he's facing. He's probably in his 60s. His name is Tony. And Carlos makes this connection with Tony, and he feels like, literally feels the Spirit of God just put on his heart. Let's see if we can give Tony a good tip. Hasn't been given much. So he sends out a quick message, puts it on his Instagram, says, hey, any of you want to help, you know, donate, send it to this Venmo account. And people start giving like a dollar, 50 cents, $5 in about in about an hour, $10,000 had come in for a tip for Tony. And then Carlos shows the conversation he's telling, he's telling Tony. He steps away on a break from the piano and says, hey, I just got to tell you, I wanted to help maybe with a tip today. I have these friends that they've been giving. It's up to $10,000. He just breaks down. He can't even, like, who are these people? He said, I don't know. These people that they, they follow me. And he left it open for 24 hours. 
It went up to $61,000. He got a tip that day. That's like the only God kind of thing. You know, even just telling that gives me chills. I've watched the story several times. It was on Good Morning America Friday. It, it was on the evening NBC News. It's being told in a broad way now. Why? Because people love it when good things happen and it's not about controversy and it's not about being sideways with somebody. It's like, hey, I could help. And all of a sudden, miracles begin to happen. And I thought to myself, what could I do? Who's the next person I could bump into where the Spirit of God says, maybe we can help? What can we do together when we find out that there's a need and we give out of our sacrifice for someone else? We're going to get more connected to the Spirit of Jesus. We need to be all about helping others, not pulling things away from them or demanding our own space. Let's get out of our demands for ourselves and say, I'm connected to the life source of Jesus, and I'm going to be a generous giver and see what God is going to do. That inspires me. That's who I want to be. That's who I want us to be as a family of faith together. Let's stay connected to Jesus and rest in his goodness. He's a good savior and he has great plans for us. And there's some secret things that he's about to show us. What's the future hold? I don't know, greater than anything we could imagine. I can't imagine how to get through all these things, but God's already got it planned out. He's got some plans already mapped out. If we can just follow him, We'll get through all the divisiveness of the day and we'll press into him and see how he brings us all together and his joy is unspeakable and full of glory and we become like him the more we give out of the resources that he's given to us. We want to receive communion today before we wrap up. I want to speak a word of blessing to you. We're going to worship in a moment as well. If you didn't able to pick up the communion, it was at the end of the lobby. There's some up front on either end if you wanted to step up and grab uh, whatever you need. These are self-contained, convenient with the wafer in one end and the juice in the other. And we want to share this symbol of God's love together and what he has in store for us. Whatever the physical challenge, Jesus has paid the price already for our healing. He bore our sickness in his body with the stripes laid upon his back. By his stripes, we were healed. What an incredible promise of hope and life, and we're believing for that. I want to pray for that today for you and those that you know and love, that his supernatural healing will flow. We have a desire for this house to be a healing center, that when we come together, healing breaks out. His presence is greater than our need, and I put my faith in him for that. Just looking here, I see Tony sitting in front of me. You've been through some stuff, man, like a major battle with cancer. I keep seeing you coming out of it into victory. You doing good? It's awesome to see you here today, healthy, and um, you've been a soldier, man weather in the storm and uh, you know get the help from the physicians and the help from the great physician it all flows together and we're, we're blessed that you're with us today and God wants to do miracles whatever the need might be let's agree for that Lord Jesus we put our hope in you and we want to stay connected to you the vine for our source of life 
Let your goodness flow today from heaven to earth to us. And let healing flow. Thank you for your sacrifice to purchase not only our salvation, but our physical uh, restoration. We pray for miracles of healing. Thank you for the new body we're going to get one day, but in this broken down one we're in right now, we're believing for help. We're believing for change. We're believing for life. Reverse chronic pain, reverse disease. Drive COVID out of this world. We pray, God, for health to settle in upon this house today. In Jesus' name.